How many people do you know who struggle with their health? Chances are, whether they show it or not, most of the people in your life do. And chances are, you're one of them. Whether you're dealing with anxiety, depression, endometriosis, acne, eczema, autoimmune, thyroid, Lyme, brain fog, fatigue, or any other symptom or condition, you're far from alone. Living with symptoms has become the new normal. So no more guessing games. It's time to get answers. Welcome to the Medical Medium Podcast. I'm Anthony William. Hey, everybody. We're talking about apple cider vinegar. You like apples, or maybe you don't. Something so fresh, alive, hydrating, and nourishing, one a day keeps the doctor away, they say. But wait, I meant apples, not ACV, vinegar. Let's not get them both confused with each other. They ain't the same, but when there's a problem, for some reason, only one of them gets the blame. The apple's bad, but the vinegar's never lame. Think about it. When someone smacks an apple out of your hand and tells you to join, apple cider, vinegar land. You get up in the morning, you start doing your routine. Maybe you start with some water. Maybe you take some vitamins. Maybe you set your intention for the day mentally and emotionally. Or you meditate or journal. You take your pet outside if you have one. You could be someone who exercises after they get up. Maybe you shower or take a bath. Are you someone who cares for your family? All these good things, and at some point, you brush your teeth. Why? Because that's good too. You want to take care of them, protect them, protect your gums. You're careful about your toothpaste or your mouth rinse. You spend good money on them. You make sure they're high quality and even natural. We take great care of our teeth and gums because our teeth mean a lot to us. Sometimes everything to some people. We want them to last a lifetime. Feels good to rinse our mouth out. Head to the kitchen. Start our day. Maybe you're someone who goes to the kitchen first or does a chore or two before brushing your teeth. But then comes the moment for a lot of people, not everybody, but for a lot of people, where it's time to do something else that's good for you in the morning. You already learned one thing in your life that's good for you. It's brushing your teeth. There's bad ways to do it, like fluoride in your toothpaste. Conventional toothpaste has a lot of chemicals, and toxic mouth rinses are all problem causers. But if you brush your teeth right, you got something there. But now, the next good thing you're taught to do is to take that apple cider vinegar shot. Some take one to two teaspoons. Some take one to two tablespoons. Some do apple cider vinegar chews. And you think you're doing something good because you were taught that apple cider vinegar is really good for you. But you don't realize, no one realizes, that apple cider vinegar has a few pitfalls, whether taken straight diluted, or in a chew. So let's get started. Apple cider vinegar is the best vinegar there is because it's made from apples. Years ago, when I was helping a lot of people recover from sickness, I would normally say to them, avoid vinegar. 
and it would be really hard on them. I would always get a response like this. I'm not eating any vinegar. What do you mean? Uh, let's see. What foods do I eat? I had egg salad uh, yesterday. Um, I had a barbecue sauce. I was over a friend's house. We had a barbecue mustard, uh, ketchup. There's no vinegar in there, is there? Um, uh, tuna casserole. And I had a salad. You want me eating salads, right? Uh, how much vinegar was in the salad? I, I don't know, but my favorite dressing looks like I'm reading it now. It says uh, corn oil, uh, soy oil, uh, milk protein solids, um, dye, red dye number three, yellow, yellow dye number seven, uh, vinegar. Uh, there it is, vinegar. You're right. I do eat vinegar. Uh, meanwhile, almost everybody I talked to, everybody that had a health problem, because that's who I talked to, was on vinegar. And here's the funny thing. Most everybody didn't even know it. I, they didn't even know it. I would say, can you get that jar out of the cupboard? They'd be like, what jar? Okay, let me look here. And they'd pull the jars down and it'd be like vinegar and everything. And they even put vinegar in dishes they would make and then not even realize it as if they couldn't see the vinegar bottle. They would grab it out of the cupboard. They would pour it on their dish, put it back, and you'd say, are you eating vinegar? I said, no, I'm not eating vinegar. But yet they were. It was the strangest phenomenon. It was like vinegar was everywhere and everybody used it. It was in everybody's diet. It was in every restaurant or restaurant dish. But yet people were like oblivious to it or something. It was really hard for people to give it up. Even if they didn't know their diet was filled with vinegar, it was still really hard. And I would say to them, use apple cider vinegar. What? You mean like holidays? Apple cider? Apple? Hmm. I don't like apples. And I would say, no, no, not hot apple cider. No, apple cider vinegar, they make vinegar out of apples, just like they make vinegar out of grapes. And you just want to use it sparingly. You could use it on your salad. You can use it on your dishes, but just don't go overboard. Just don't use it every day. I wanted them to have a chance to heal. And if they were doing all these other great things, like using powerful tools, then the good would outweigh the vinegar bad. It's not a big deal because apple cider vinegar is the best option out of all the vinegars. The health movement was small back then. All I had to do, like other health professionals did back in that day, was just hop on the lecture circuit, spread the word so people would pass it along and help others heal. And then something changed. Health trends were popping out of woodwork like cockroaches. It started out where all I needed was a slipper, took it off my foot, and smacked a roach or two. You know, like the trends, roach trends. And people would stay safe. It'd be like, okay, you're safe now, and you're really sick over there, and you're suffering, and you're safe now. And the other person with really bad sclerosis and Severe eczema, they're safe now because they're not going to get in trouble with that trend. And the slipper really worked because I knocked back a few cockroaches. It didn't take much to keep the roaches from getting out of hand and crawling all over the place. 
and to look out for the people who were really, really sick and suffering back then so they didn't run into potholes, spend thousands of dollars, lose a lot of time and energy. Social media wasn't happening. Heck, no one had websites. But as the internet was born and the years went by, the roaches were crawling out of every corner. One roach would pop out in a t-shirt with charcoal written on it. Another one would pop out of the corner that was wearing a colostrum t-shirt. Another one would pop out of the corner wearing a fish oil t-shirt. And then one day, I saw this one big roach that had an apple cider vinegar t-shirt on. And I was like, hey, I thought I'd let everybody know about that one a long time ago. And be careful with that one. Use it sparingly especially after what I saw it did to people's intestinal problems, severe fatigue, vertigo, or anxiety, when consumed in larger quantities, too much of that vinegar won't let you get to the finish line of healing. So I grabbed my slipper and I tried to whack that cockroach, and it didn't work. So I had to grab my shoe, and that seemed to take care of it. So I said, phew, now I know I can protect that one person who has celiac, who's being told to drink lots of it because that vinegar will keep that person visiting the doctor forever. And I can look out for that one person who's got a vicious case of acne. And I can look out for that one person who's suffering from endometriosis and PCOS. And then I can look out for that person who's got the jaw and teeth pain and burning gums. You know, the trigeminal neuralgia I talk about. But as soon as I turned around, Social media exploded, and the apple cider vinegar roach was getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and my shoe bounced off of it, and I couldn't protect enough people anymore. I'm not talking about someone who just has a couple of health symptoms, but they live their life fine as if they weren't sick because their health symptoms are not getting in their way. I'm talking about people where every little thing is make or break. You know, make or break. Like, every little bit counts. Every little bit matters to if you're going to move up with your healing and look at your sickness and leave it behind you and move forward. And then, apple cider vinegar got around. People were being told to down apple cider vinegar by the tablespoon. You know, you might be one that's doing it. That's okay if that's what you like to do. You might see other people do it. And people are adding it to their food and drinks daily on top of downing it. Everybody has a choice. It's their life. But no one is warning the people who are really sick. Instead, they're telling them it's good for you. No one's looking out for them. I support apple cider vinegar if you're doing good. It's the best vinegar there is. It can still cause trouble, but if you're not curled up in bed on Mattress Island, you can still have it if you want, and it won't make or break you for now. But when you're real sick, you want to know there's a way out, a future where you can heal, a window open somewhere, because you might need to crawl through it and get some sunlight and fresh air and recover and put sickness behind you, and every little bit counts. Every little thing that either works in your favor or works against you matters in order to get better. Some people take apple cider vinegar because they believe or have been told it will help with their acid reflux, 
weight loss, digestion, skin problems like acne, an appetite suppressant, overall health maintenance. And some people experience these benefits, but many experience the opposite, like it irritating their digestive problems, causing bloating, gas, dries out their mouth, makes them nauseous or constipated. But some people swear by it, and I support that. I support them. If it feels good and it's helping in any way, I like it. But there's a conviction when it comes to apple cider vinegar. And it originates from that place of, I love my vinegar. I don't want to let it go. Don't say nothing bad about my vinegar. It makes my food taste good. I've been eating it my whole life. It's good for me. My apple cider vinegar is helping me. Don't say nothing bad about it. I really love it. And people are overprotective of their vinegar. Why would anybody be on apple cider vinegar to begin with and leave all the other vinegars behind? Because somewhere along the way, they were told or even felt vinegar wasn't the best thing for them. It's like leaving conventional wine for organic wine. You know, that kind of change. Or it's like leaving conventional cigarettes to the more natural cigarettes. You know, clean tobacco. Or how about this one? It's like leaving high fructose corn syrup to cane sugar. Um, Here's a good one too. This is like leaving processed white flour bagels for gluten-free processed flour bagels, which tastes really good if you've ever had one. Or maybe going from a regular pizza to a gluten-free pizza with organic cheese. It's an upgrade, but an upgrade from something that wasn't really that good for us to something a little bit better, but still not that great. When someone's feeling good and they haven't gotten sick yet, or at least chronic with a condition, and no chronic symptoms, and they have a little vinegar, red wine vinegar, balsamic vinegar, it's not the worst thing. And if they have apple cider vinegar, even better. I run across a lot of people that pour vinegar of all kinds on their food. And I tell them, if you're not going to let that vinegar go, then do apple cider vinegar. It's better for you than even the grape vinegar. Why? It's got more minerals. And if you're someone who loves their apple cider vinegar, you're really going to love this because an apple tree has big roots and they go deep, deep into the earth. They anchor really deep into the earth because apple trees get heavy with a lot of apples, a thousand pounds of apples on a tree. And those roots are the strongest out of all the trees and they go extra deep and they draw up trace minerals that grapevines can't reach. So grapevine roots don't go as deep. That's why apple cider vinegar has more trace minerals. But I also know that apple cider vinegar is still vinegar. And it's not that much better than the other grape vinegars or other vinegars. Because it's acetic acid. This is the acid that is created by bacteria. Bacteria. Whether it's good or bad bacteria or neutral bacteria already creates acid in our bodies. The more bacteria that's unproductive in your intestinal tract, the more acid that's created inside your body. Bacteria in your gut creates the bad acid. So what you're doing is you're taking your vinegar, which is acetic acid, and you're adding it to the acid that's already compromising your health every day from the unproductive bacteria in everybody's gut, in your gut, 
in the person next door, person across the street, in everybody's gut. The sicker you are, the more acid is produced. Bugs, like bacteria, produce acid and therefore love when you dump other acids into your gut. It doesn't kill them, like some people believe. It does the opposite. It allows them to live happy and in some situations, thrive. Do you know anybody with urinary tract infections, UTIs, chronically having them, or chronic sinusitis, sinus infections? What about gum infections, ear infections, like otitis media, bacterial vaginosis, yeast infections, bladder infections, sore throats? Have you ever had a sore throat? It's like, wait a minute, what is a sore throat or strep throat? A lot of people get strep throat on and off in their life. Prostate infections, gallbladder infections, appendicitis, irritable bowel syndrome, bloating. How many people go through bloating? Are you guys dealing with that? Styes, acne, skin cysts and boils, conjunctivitis, pink eye. They're all caused by strep, strep bacteria, streptococcus. And strep creates acid. And more acid only helps strep stay strong and alive. That acidic environment is what strep likes. The acid from unproductive bacteria like strep is what gives people acid reflux. It's what gives people a lot of problems. It's all the acids building up being produced by bacteria. So when we drink apple cider vinegar or any vinegar, we are dumping more acids in our bodies. Think about that for a second. It's a head scratcher, right? The goal for good health is to be alkaline. This can only be done with the food, liquids, and supplements we consume in their natural state and not altered. Apple cider vinegar is not alkaline. When it enters the stomach, it becomes more acidic than it even was on the outside of the stomach in the bottle. What could be wrong with that acetic acid? Everything. When it's internal, when we eat it, acetic acid is a preservative. Hey, Frank, how's your diet going? Hmm, my diet's going really good. Um, no fast foods, no processed foods. Um, let's see. Uh, hmm, no preservatives. Uh, I was told not to eat any preservatives. Hmm, uh, lots of salads. Um, uh, I love my salad dressing. Hmm, yeah, I make a nice vinaigrette. Uh, apple cider vinegar, because I read something that it's really good. Uh, I threw a hard-boiled egg on top because I heard that's good, too. Uh, I stay preservative-free. What no one realizes is they're consuming a large amount of preservatives because they're doing more than a thimble of preservative that's in most products that have different kinds of preservatives. Instead, with apple cider vinegar, they could be doing one to four tablespoons in their food or just straight out. That's a large amount compared to a teaspoon of vinegar in a jar of salsa. Why is apple cider vinegar and all vinegars a preservative? Because acetic acid is made from death. It's a product made from something that died and then came back to life in a more toxic form. How do you prevent a cucumber from breaking down? You turn it into a pickle. You suck the water and life out of it. You replace its water with vinegar. You suspend it. This sounds like a great idea. Sounds like a good thing to do. Wouldn't that be great if we can preserve ourselves? Not really. 
How does something get pickled? You need two important components, vinegar and salt. But wait a minute. Maybe you're thinking you don't do a lot of salt. Maybe you're someone who stays away from it. I don't do any salt. I don't do any salt. But chances are you're doing it at some point. Either way, there's salt in your bloodstream, natural forms of it, even on minute levels. It's part of the electrolyte stability. That's what stabilizes us. And acetic acid mixes with the salt and a chemical reaction occurs. Acetic acid starts coming in. You got the salt in your bloodstream. All of a sudden, it starts happening and it starts to suck the life out of your cells. You're living water. The water in your body, it's alive. You're alive. That's your living hydration. Why is this bad? To begin with, salt itself, handled in the wrong way, is damaging to our cells when it's not coming from our foods, like natural foods, salty herbs, like celery, vegetables, and salty fruits, like lemons, tomatoes. There's salt in those. Grapefruits, zucchini, yellow squash, Salt that's not in these food sources is bad enough. Add it to vinegar and wham, chemical reaction. And now we're up Salt's Creek without a paddle. And the creek water is vinegar. We start preserving in the vinegar. The vampire effect of vinegar draws the water out of our organs and sticks the water in the wrong places in our body giving us an illusion that we may have lost weight from our apple cider vinegar. We're skinnier on the waistline sometimes, but we're just dehydrated, and our cells have been filled with toxins. Toxins that we're supposed to flush out of our body end up being preserved deep in our cells by the vinegar. In a jar of pickles, if there were contaminants inside that water, they end up in the pickles, while the living water in the pickle was sucked out of it. It's a role reversal. It's the old switcheroo. See, living water is being drawn out of your cells. And then what's being replaced with that living water is acetic acid and toxins. It's the switcheroo. Now you're the pickle. Any toxins that were floating around in your bloodstream that you think your body's ridding naturally on a daily basis are now being stored and preserved inside your cells. This could add up over time. And it does. Maybe not from vinegar once in a while. Fine. If you're feeling good, you have some if you like. Fine. A couple times a month, a few times a year. But one to four tablespoons every day, that changes the game. That's a lot of vinegar daily, year after year. Why does this matter? Because if you're someone who's struggling with a bunch of health symptoms, life's not easy. And you're looking for answers. And you're trying to fix things the last thing you want to do and the last place you want to be is in that little boat that's taken on water while you're trying to scoop the water out with a bucket and dump it over the side as the water's coming back in. Look, if you're not sick, have some apple cider vinegar if you like. <laughs> Use it sparingly. And when you get your first symptoms and you hit the wall with your progress someday, you now found one nugget that can help make the difference. Getting rid of acetic acid, the vinegars. These details matter when you're sick. They're your paddle up Salt's Creek in that little boat. You might hear apple cider vinegar suppresses the appetite. Yes, 
Yes, it does. For a moment. And then you're extra hungry at the wrong time later. Apple cider vinegar suppresses the appetite by sucking the water out of the cells of the stomach lining. Acetic acid is so astringent that it shocks. It shocks the stomach. The stomach sees it as something toxic and instantly produces a layer of mucus to try to stop the vinegar from entering its cells. That layer of mucus replaces food for a little while, gives a sensation of feeling full. It lasts for a little bit, but it bites you in the end later. How does it bite you? For one reason, it shocks your stomach glands. Those little glands in your stomach in there. The very thing that produces your hydrochloric acid, your HCL. So here you are, putting acid in your stomach, acetic acid, while hindering your stomach's ability to produce gastric acid. It's counterproductive. It blows out your gastric glands over the years. As the vinegar enters your stomach, your stomach glands are releasing large storage bins of HCL. The hydrochloric acid is trying to neutralize the acetic acid and break down the mucus the stomach lining is releasing. This reaction to the acetic acid allows you to feel like you are digesting better. And you are. You are digesting better for the moment. It could even make your bloating go away for some people. But the problem is that once your stomach glands wear out and lose their ability to make more HCL, you end up bloating when you take your apple cider vinegar. That's where most people are already. They have weak stomach glands. They're producing low amounts of HCL. So if you're someone not producing enough HCL and you read somewhere or somebody tells you, take one to two tablespoons or three tablespoons of apple cider vinegar every morning, you're actually worsening the condition. You're tapping out your stomach glands when they've already been tapped out. So you become the person that takes apple cider vinegar and you bloat more versus the other person where the stomach glands aren't tapped out yet. You seem to not bloat from it and you're all happy. But see what happens when those stomach glands are weakened. Now the bloating happens and you're one of those people that just gets sick from it. So let's talk about acid reflux for a minute. Say you're somebody with acid reflux. What's happening is that there's bacteria in your intestinal tract. That bacteria is producing acid. This is the bad acid. This acid creeps up into the stomach, eventually creeps up into the esophagus, can even go higher than that. And then you dump in your apple cider vinegar and your glands release lots of HCL, hydrochloric acid, which then helps neutralize the bad acids the bad bacteria in your intestinal tract is producing. You may see relief from the acid reflux for quite a while. You're doing your apple cider vinegar for a couple of months. You're like, hey, I swear by it. And then you're on social media. Hey, everybody, apple cider vinegar works. And then you tell your friend and you tell your family members, apple cider vinegar, that's the way to go. And as the months go by, you're doing it. And then all of a sudden, you got a bad bout of acid reflux. And you're like, what the heck? What is going on here? What that means is your stomach glands are starting to burn out. They're starting to wear out and you get your acid reflux back eventually. It happens to a lot of people and nobody knows this. You will hear out there, apple cider vinegar is anti-aging. You'll hear it from anti-aging experts on the health circuit. They like their vinegar. But that's like someone who drinks wine saying it's got the antioxidants 
Anthocyanins, wine's good for you, wine drinkers say. In moderation, it's anti-aging too. <laughs> yes, there's antioxidants in wine, but you're back on that little boat with a bucket. Yeah, there's antioxidants in apple cider vinegar, but you're back on that little boat with a bucket because the alcohol outweighs the good in the wine and the acetic acid outweighs the good in the apple cider vinegar. We like to protect what we like to eat and drink, but who's protecting people who are sick? Who's looking out for them? I get it. We want to protect what we're hooked on, our comforts. But being sick is not a comfort. It's a discomfort. It's uncomfortable. I got this back pain and I'm dizzy all the time. I get headaches. I got acne. My face hurts. I got acid reflux and I'm bloating. And my eyeball twitches and twitches when I'm talking to people. What? Take two tablespoons of apple cider vinegar every morning? Oh, okay, I'll try it. When someone's sick and doesn't feel good, they don't have the time, the energy, the resources to play the apple cider vinegar remedy game. It reminds me of the old carpetbagger days when someone would pull an old bottle out of a dirty bag filled with what looked like pee inside of it and said, this will fix all your problems. But the band-aid game is only fun to play with the not-so-sick. You know, the not-so-sick people, the ones with just a little bit of acne, maybe a touch of eczema, a little bloating. But when you're really struggling and really sick, with severe fatigue, the worst brain fog, severe bloating, migraines, and severe body pain, that's when it hurts. When someone asks me if they should be using apple cider vinegar, the first thing I do is find out how sick they are. That determines whether they have room for the apple cider vinegar game or any game. Um, I got aches and pains, fatigue, uh, eye floaters, thyroid problems. My thyroid feels swollen, um, insomnia, and my back hurts really bad. Apple cider vinegar? No can do. Uh-uh. Remember how I told you apple cider vinegar draws the water out of your cells, dehydrating them? Well, that ages you quicker. It slows down new cell reproduction, healthy cell growth. It slows down your healthy cell replacement ability, where cells die and the new ones are supposed to grow, and then cells die again, the new ones are supposed to grow. Your body has to battle the vinegar while regenerating your future cells. Vinegar doesn't bring youth to us. It does the opposite. This aging doesn't show up fast. It takes years, but your body's resilient. But a common mistake made in health and wellness is people think that if they're doing something bad, it'll show up right away. This is how they try to gauge if something works or not. But this isn't how it works. Another common mistake is when something is causing a problem in the moment, it's blamed on what you're doing in the moment and not what you were doing all the years before. In most cases, the timing happened to be just right. I started oil pulling a week ago, uh, and my gums started receding. Uh, had to been the oil pulling. Uh, I've been having banana smoothies for a few months now, and today I'm depressed and have anxiety, and I just had a smoothie. Must have been those banana smoothies. Or this one. I had a slice of lemon in my glass of water at my friend's house, and my stomach hurt after. And I never had a slice of lemon on the glass before. It had to have been that slice of lemon. 
Instead, it was something you were exposed to or something you were doing all these years. Things take time to become a problem in most cases, and it just adds up. And a health situation finally occurred. But it occurred right in that moment, so you blame something else. And in most cases, we end up pointing to something that it isn't, something new in our life or fairly recent that we can try to pinpoint or gauge as being the problem. But in reality, the truth is, it's a lifetime of doing certain things that aren't great for us that shows up later. But yet something else new in our life takes the hit. It must have been that one banana I ate yesterday. It's the first time I had a banana in nine months. Yeah, it's definitely the one banana they had and can't be the apple cider vinegar they've done for years that's been growing bacteria in their gut, depleting their HCL, pickling in their liver, and a whole bunch of other stuff. No, can't be that. It's the one banana. This one you'll hear out there. Hmm. I think it's my new vegan diet that's messing me up. Hmm. Let me grab my food journal here. Well, let's see. Uh, the banana I had yesterday... I think that's it. Hmm. Two tablespoons of vinegar, apple cider, vinegar. It can't be that. I've been doing that for years. Oh, but the vinegar they've done for most of their life will never be the culprit to what their problem is. It can't be the vinegar. It can't be the apple cider vinegar. Vinegar is coveted. Some people protect it with their life. It's a common everyday condiment we consume, and it's been around a long time. But apple pie's been around a long time, too. The apple pie you had one time a year always gets called out. Beware, stay clear. Vinegar you can have every day for years. Nobody bats an eye. No one ever cares. Okay, let's talk calcium, which includes teeth. Calcium, teeth, bones. Acetic acid depletes the body of the trace mineral calcium. Uh-oh. Our body uses calcium as an alkalizer. It's to neutralize acidity, calcium, teeth. Calcium, teeth. Hmm. Calcium calms acid down. So the more acetic acid you put into your body, the more calcium gets leached from your bones and teeth. A chemical reaction occurs inside your body, a defense mechanism. The calcium in our teeth deplete over time. Oh man, that's not good. With a lot of vinegar use. Acetic acid. See, the acetic acid is our teeth and bones' worst nightmare. Vinegar is a cleaning agent. That's why it's in cleaning products. Acetic acid can dissolve hard water stains. Hard water stains have calcium in them. Calcifications, that white stuff. Acetic acid breaks this down, does a good job with it too, does a great job with the cleaning. When your sink and tub get calcium buildup, it starts to stain, and that acetic acid can really clean it up. That vinegar works. Vinegar is really helpful for deep cleaning, but for our teeth, it's a tough one. Our teeth are part calcium, and slowly, over time, just like how the Grand Canyon was made, vinegar will slowly erode enamel. But when you're 20 and you're trying to do some healthy things because it's the trend, you may not see it happen quick to your teeth or you might skip your apple cider vinegar shots every other month before you're reminded again by another health hacker. So the damage to your teeth may happen slower. 
But when you're 30 or 40, you wake up one day and you notice stuff is happening in your mouth. And the first thing your dentist will say is, uh, ma'am, are you doing citrus? Because that's bad. Uh, ma'am, are you getting enough protein? What's your diet like? Uh, ma'am, I think you need a fluoride treatment. But your vinegar won't even be mentioned. And then you'll go home and tell your friend, Oh my God, my dentist noticed my enamel on my teeth is weakening. I've been on this vegan diet for six months now. He told me to start eating meat. He says I need the protein and my teeth are going bad. The funny thing is, in the waiting room, there were 20 people there. And I asked him, are they all vegan? And he said, no, they all eat meat, chicken, and eggs. I'm so confused. Dentist chairs are filled with meat eaters, animal protein eaters, all around the globe, all day long. There's hardly any people on a plant-based or vegan diet. They hardly exist compared to people eating an animal-based diet. But one tooth issue, one tooth problem, boom, it's your vegan diet. That's what you're told. That's a head-scratcher. Dentist offices are filled with animal protein eaters all around the world with the same problems like teeth eroding, gums receding, cavities, infections, root canals. Go figure. I'm going to do a dental episode soon. I support plant-based, animal-based, or any based diet, but they all get sick. I'm all about what's in someone's way of healing and then plugging in the tools and knowing the cause so that everyone has a chance to heal on whatever diet belief system they're into. But I gotta point out when someone's being done wrong. And in this instance, the plant basers and the vegans are being taken for a ride. Their teeth problems aren't because they're vegan. I'm not saying vinegars are responsible for everybody's teeth or health problems, but it's death by a thousand cuts. Let's tack on one more cut. Ow! Another cut. Ouch! Another cut. Ow! They add up. You don't think you can get to a thousand? You can. But maybe you think you never had vinegar or you don't do it enough or you don't do it now. But almost everyone has vinegar in their diet and they don't realize it or has had vinegar in their diet at one time or another. You didn't have ketchup? Mustard? Hot sauce? Mayonnaise? Pickles or fermented vegetables, barbecue sauce, salsa, salad dressings. It's in pretty much everything. So many recipes too. Time for the good stuff about apple cider vinegar. Because believe it or not, I do like it for topical use. And to replace something worse in your diet. Like a vinegar that isn't giving anything back. Apple cider vinegar gives us something back. It's loaded with trace minerals from the apples. It's got micronutrients. It's got some antioxidants, a few enzymes. And if you choose an apple cider vinegar, it's best to do unfiltered with mother in it, which is a bacteria that's not harmful. It's not helpful, but it's not harmful. This is the very bacteria that converted the alcohol into acetic acid. Apple cider vinegar for some skin issues topically can be really helpful. Shampoos with apple cider vinegar in it are great for the scalp. You can do an apple cider vinegar rinse mixed with some water on your scalp 
for dermatitis and dandruff. You can pour apple cider vinegar in a foot bath with water for surface wounds, not deep wounds, but open sores, foot fungus, athlete's foot, and foot rashes like poison ivy or poison oak. Because vinegar is a cleaning agent, topically it can clean and draw out some pus. It's not going to kill any bad bacteria, so make sure you use peroxide for surface wounds too. Apple cider vinegar can be used as an acne compress. Hot water with a little apple cider vinegar on a face towel. Place it on the acne for 5 to 10 minutes at a time. But using apple cider vinegar internally is the little boat taking on water situation. You're scooping the water out with a bucket, dumping it over the side, while more water's filling in the boat. And yeah, you might be able to keep up with it for a little while, maybe even get ahead of it sometimes. But once you get complacent and a little slow on the draw with the bucket, meaning you're eating a little too much of the apple cider vinegar and the water comes in the boat quicker, the balance gets thrown off and we got a problem. Apples are a true healing food. It only makes sense that apple cider vinegar would be just as healing. But people, they don't eat apples. Very few people eat very few apples. Most eat none. When was the last apple you ate? People are afraid of fruit. They're afraid of apples. But they'll consume apple cider vinegar. They'll avoid the fruit, but not the vinegar. Most of the people who push apple cider vinegar as being an answer to all of our health problems don't recommend eating fruit or eating apples. Maybe a pint of berries is the best you can get out of them. Not everyone, but most people. Isn't it interesting? If they say apple cider vinegar is so good for you because it's made from apple, then why is most everybody afraid of a red apple? Fuji apple, Honeycrisp, Brayburn, Gala, Pink Lady, Red Delicious, Macintosh. I've seen this all the time. People are on the apple cider vinegar, but won't eat an apple. Okay, you might be one person who does. And you do eat apples and have apple cider vinegar too. But the alluring part of apple cider vinegar is that deep down inside, almost everyone knows vinegar isn't that good for them. And vinegar made from apples gives the person permission to consume the vinegar. Because deep down inside, they know apples are good for them. There are so many things out there to pick and choose from. Which ones are safe? Which ones are wrong? Which ones save face? Which ones help us along to help us get better, to help us amend our lives together? Who would know which should stay and which should go? Who would know? When you haven't been pushed into a corner with something that's ailing you, then it's easy to soldier on and easy sailing with no storms. You feel you have all the time in the world as if time was something you can place an order for and have it quickly delivered and brought to your door. It's a luxury to never have to think about whatever is in your food and whatever enters your mouth, not ever thinking about your health going down the highway and heading south, and someday letting you down and giving out. And if it does fall apart for you someday, I wish you had every choice so it could have gone the other way. 
No one told you that an apple a day was a word from the wise that went astray and then was brutalized and then we were hypnotized to think the aged liquid from an apple would be normalized and it would give our body something good and not be traumatized only to wake up from a dream and find out we were all mesmerized. Does it really matter when acid sours our blood and makes our body sadder, pushes us down to the ground as our body frowns? Our resilience bounces back we're on track, we take it in stride. Are we really at our last tether? Ready to give in and tell the acid goodbye so we can get better? Your body has a divine message instilled deep within its tissue that will fight for you to the end of time with no issue and will never relinquish or give in to losing you. It will stay above the water, stay above the banter. Your body can override anything. It will never saunter. You can rise out of the ashes. See, I believe in you. And I know you can heal.